Hello, and welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by the Public Health Review, a graduate, student-led, online, peer-reviewed, open-access public health journal published by the University of Minnesota Libraries. My name is Caroline Sell, and I'm the 2019 podcast editor of Perspectives. Thank you so much for joining us and engaging in our public health conversations. In this episode, we wanted to highlight a student researcher in public health, We talked with Margaret Tate, a PhD student in Health Services Research and Policy Administration at the University of Minnesota School of Public Health. Her current research on media studies and health policy bridges two really interesting fields of study, so we were excited to hear more about what she has learned. Here's our interview. Can you tell listeners your name, your educational background, and your primary research interests? Certainly. So my name is Margaret Tate. Um, I came to the University of Minnesota with a master's in public health with a focus in health policy and management, and I'm currently a student here uh, pursuing my PhD in health services research and policy administration with a focus in health policy analysis, Um, and I am in my second year here. And my research interests are kind of um, at the intersection of uh, media studies and health policy, um, and, and also broad social policy. So looking at um, policies not conventionally considered to be a health policy and how they may or may not impact health. How long have you been doing this research um, on media, health policy, and these broader social policies um, before you started at the U or after? And then how did you become interested in this broader topic? So I uh, was not in a research role before I started at the U. Um, I worked at a foundation, um, and in that role was kind of helping to conceptualize research studies, and some of those did um, deal with media um, and health policy, but I wasn't on the team doing the research. And I think that kind of motivated my interest in pursuing a PhD and doing research. Um, And then since coming to the U, I was really fortunate that in my first semester of my program, I got an RA-ship that was squarely at the intersection of media and health policy. Um, And that's led to, um, you know, really interesting research through that and then another project over the summer. So I feel really fortunate to now have about a year and a half of um, really related experience under my belt. So for listeners who might not be quite as familiar with this area of public health, how would you describe some of the main concerns surrounding this intersection between media and health and how we view it all together? Yeah, so I think um, for many uh, in the research community, when they're kind of thinking about media and influences on health and health policy, they're um, critically concerned with the idea of misinformation and the ways in which the media may lead people to understandings of health and health policy that are factually inaccurate. Um, And I think there is a lot of interesting research that's seeking to inform interventions to mitigate misinformation, but um, we really aren't really there yet with like a theoretical framework about how to do that, um, or at least a theoretical framework that I know of yet. Um, I think people have kind of an understanding of media and public health, and it relates back to like you know, the days of uh, public awareness campaigns, like people can remember like smoking cessation efforts and like what really maybe catapulted like public awareness that secondhand smoke was an issue or that youth smoking was an issue were these like really 
um, controversial or maybe also a little jarring advertisements in the late 90s where you would see like smoking and its effects on the body or you know similarly like drugs and the effects on the body so like we have those ideas of like media and public health and public health interventions and then now understanding media as a way of like informing public understanding of health policy um, is really interesting and um, there's a lot of research out of the school of public health that looks at um, kind of the role of media around the patient protection and affordable care act or obamacare um, and the ways in which it may have led to enrollment gains like um, the person that I'm fortunate to work with, Sarah Gallist, has done a lot of research around um, health insurance advertisements and whether or not those um, advertisements were related to uh, gains in enrollment. So they did interesting analysis looking at, you know, uh, market by market where you saw uh, those advertisements. Did you see uh, kind of an uptake in marketplace enrollment um, and they said and they showed that there was so um, really interesting um, and impactful research kind of as we think about health insurance enrollment moving forward or more broadly about the role of media in leading to positive health outcomes. What have been some of the biggest surprises you've found in your research? Yeah, so I, um, I'll speak to one of the projects I'm on that uh, we're still in, you know, the, the stage of collecting data. So this is just from um, an early period of kind of identifying research questions and also kind of narrowing in on our content analysis instrument. So in this project, we're looking at local news coverage of uh, four kind of social determinants of health policy areas. And when I say social determinants of health, I think of like aspects of health beyond healthcare. So ideas of where you live, uh, where you work, where you study, where you spend your leisure time and how that impacts your health. So the policy areas that we're interested in are around early childhood education, housing, um, paid family leave, and then um, perhaps more conventionally looking at health care policy through health insurance policy. Um, so we have a lot of data. And when I say a lot, I mean way more than we've had for any other project or any other project that my PI has been on. Um, and it's from, you know, throughout the country. So, you know, there are a lot of different media markets and a lot of different ways that these issues are presenting in local news coverage. And I would say that it's been really surprising for me to see how much of local news coverage is actually national news coverage. Like you think of, you know, your local Minneapolis news station. And if you were to tune in, like maybe a question for you as a viewer would be like, how much of that is actually central to what's happening in my community and how much of that is happening um, at a national level. And I think there's a lot of uh, concern about, you know, if we really understand local news to be a touch point for what's happening in our communities and a way of informing, um, it's unsettling that a lot, so much of that is actually what's happening at a national level. And what impacts have you seen from that then? Hmm. Um, I think in our research right now is a little early to speak to impacts, but I would say um, at a study level, it's informed kind of how we design our study and the, um, the also how we would think about dissemination, right? Like if we're understanding that, oh, there's more of an opportunity for local news to focus on um, local news, right? Like maybe we need to think strategically about like, well, then how would we package this for local news outlets? Like maybe they're feeling pressures of like, we have to report on national news to get, you know, more attention to our outlet. Um, so I think it would be that right now we're kind of thinking more strategically about dissemination and then research questions. 
And then can you also describe a little bit about how you are conducting your research? Sure. Um, so it's a really fun project. Uh, so I, in my personal time, am not, am not one to watch local news. And you uh, also may feel the same and be surprised that you know, we would study local news, but it remains um, one of the top ways that people get their information. And that does vary, right? Like it's uh, more commonly the top source of news for older people, um, younger generations, um, maybe many of the millennials, like we're more likely to get our news online or otherwise. Um, but also say it's a primary way of getting news. So that's our motivation for studying it. And then your question of how we're studying it. Um, we have access to data through the Wesleyan Media Project out of Wesleyan University. So they have um, provided us with a ton of local news data. And at the beginning of the project, we identified keyword hits. So knowing that we wanted to focus on these four policy areas, we thought of like, okay, how would those be discussed on a local news outlet? And that was uh, as we've learned, a, a process of real trial and error because we had kind of cast a broad net of like, okay, we want to talk about, we want to understand how early childhood policy may present in local news. And so we were thinking like, okay, well then, you know, Head Start, that's a, um, that's a early childhood policy. Like we'll include that as a keyword hit and didn't really think critically about like, so in local news, like they may be talking about like getting a Head Start on your day and getting ahead of traffic. Like, so we get interesting content that it's a hit for what we've identified, but it's not relevant to research questions. Um, so we have that phase of like developing the hits, collecting the data, and then the way that we'll be able to make inferences is, is as the result of content analysis. So watching local news, um, using a coding instrument to say like, you know, were they focusing on a particular area? Like what was that area? Kind of what was the issue that was discussed? And then, um, you know, was it in a policy context? Were there arguments made around specific policies? Um, we're really critically interested in whether or not there was like presentation of health equity. And I, I understand many people on public health and here at the University of Minnesota are also interested. And I would say that it's quite challenging to operationalize how health equity would be part of local news coverage. So we're making an attempt, but we're, I think I would also be hopeful that this is motivating more research around like yeah, health equity and media studies. Like what does that look like? Using content analysis, which is the kind of phase that we're in now. And then we'll be able to um, do some quantitative analysis based on those findings. And then hopefully write papers and publish findings that are informative to not only those of us working in public health, but also those people working in media. So you're saying that the news, local news outlets that you were researching are not all based here. They're all no. over the United States. And so how does how has that also influenced or changed how you are conducting your data and what you're finding? Yeah, I, I think um, it presents a lot of challenge when we're looking nationally, right? It's like more than 200 media outlets that we're looking at. Um, and, you know, many people believe that health, health happens locally. And then when you think about a policy perspective, does that mean that, you know, the policies that we're interested in, like, should we really be looking at, you know, very unique policies? But I think it's um, motivated us to think about, like, what policies have really risen to the level of um, national attention and then trying then to look at those at a, at a local level. So that's in a way I think how we identified those four policy areas of housing, early childhood, paid leave, and health insurance policy. I think it'll be really interesting to look at like how are these discussed or you know in different areas and then 
also looking at like the absence of findings so like where we don't see a lot of discussion around early childhood education policy like you know if we looked at other data for those areas like would it show that like maybe they don't have as robust infrastructure for early childhood education or maybe they don't have as much investment from um you know in in terms of like maybe they don't have like um full day kindergarten or maybe they don't have like as robust a head start program in those those areas how would you describe um, the future of how we see media studies influencing our health, um, especially in local media, um, right now? And then what are some of the biggest challenges you think public health professionals are facing? And then what would be some of those solutions to address those challenges? So I think in, um, in public health, when we're thinking about you know the, the policies that we want to promote from like interest in public health and also interest in promoting equity, um, we don't always think of the ways that the media can motivate change. And so I'd hope that in like the future, media is more central, like is more central in the models that we're developing and the strategies that we're promoting. Um, and that we're also, when we're thinking about like this interdisciplinary community, like interdisciplinary research that we want to be part of, that we're thinking about scholars in media studies as people who could really help us to think critically about our issues and then also the ways that we could frame them um, so that they would get more attention. Because I think for many, when we're thinking about our research um, and research questions, like we really don't think about the translation piece of, you know, how can we make this more appealing to more people until we're really far down the road and we have findings. And, you know, maybe moving forward, if we're thinking more critically about media and media attention, um, we're thinking about those translation pieces earlier on um, that has application for health equity, right? If we understand that maybe many of the health outcomes that we're seeing that are so uh, vastly different for different groups of people are results of the way that information has been shared with those groups of people or the way that information about those disparities has been shared broadly, we could come to um, some solutions that have, you know, maybe more equitable presentation of, of information and more equitable presentation of, of solutions. Just also an, another bit about the data that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can give a little bit of background on when, like when this data was pulled or recorded yeah. or like what kind of time frame are we looking at? Because I'm sure there are differences based on what is, since so much of it is national news too, that's going to be influencing the way that we are seeing local health news based on um, different policies that are being pushed out at different times in recent history? Yeah, so it's a good question about our sample. So we um, collected a year's worth of data beginning in, I want to say, the summer of 2018 through the summer of 2019. So as you're saying, like that does cover quite a lot of activity. Um, and we needed to be strategic around, um, you know, the bandwidth of the team and also understanding all that we needed to analyze and able it to be able to make um, credible inferences. So we um, have kind of gone through and um, based on some uh, literature that I'm less familiar with, kind of narrowed in on a sample that's not the full year, but it's a sufficient number of weeks out of the year so that we'll be able to make inferences. And it's not going to be that we're only looking at, you know, March of 2019. Like it will be representative of the whole year. Um, And, you know, critically important to looking at that year is also looking at like the midterm election cycle, um, because there is a lot of research that shows that like local election coverage um, does kind of dominate local news. And uh, 
So we wouldn't want to look only at like November, October of 2018, but perhaps look at that coverage and then look after to see, you know, if we saw so many candidates that were on local news and they were talking about these policy positions, maybe they were really interested in early childhood, maybe they're really interested in housing. Then if we looked beyond, like once they were in office, like did we see any traction around those issues? Were they back on? Were they talking about them? Um, So on and so forth. So why would you say that these issues of um, the influences that media can have on health um, are something that everyone, not just people like yourself or, you know, researchers in public health should be concerned about? Why is it something that's broader um, for everyone? I think a lot about the potential for media, given that it's something that we all consume, And I think right now we're kind of focused on that from a negative view, right? Like we're taking in too much information and there's this misinformation and, you know, focusing so much on what's wrong and not focusing so much on what could be right. And I think if more of us were focused on like media as a powerful and positive mechanism for informing the public and influencing change, then we would be further ahead. I I think we could all agree that we're not likely to live in a time where there will be no media. So understanding that, we should really be motivated to um, help inspire better news coverage, uh, better uh, newspaper coverage, like better media coverage of these issues that care that we care so much about as researchers and as students. Um, and that doesn't always look like writing a great paper or, you know, doing this really important issue brief, like maybe that looks like, you know, talking to media outlets and then packaging our research or packaging, you know, our analyses in a way that they understand it. And I think for me as a PhD student, that's something that I've had as a frame as I've gone through my coursework about like, okay, so I'm learning about these different ways of making inferences and then I would apply them in this way in this research study, but then how would I talk about what I've done so that it would make sense for a lay audience? Um, Because I I just, I think a lot about wanting to have impact beyond, you know, uh, an academic circle or beyond the public health community. Like, that's really what we should be after if we're really interested in promoting health equity. So along those lines, what um, would you say the general public could do to, I don't know, be more aware maybe of the influences media has on health and then help promote things like you were mentioning, health equity? Yeah, I think I think there's a role for more engagement from the public. Like a lot of the media that we seem to be consuming, I think we're able to do so passively. Like we can read on WebMD or we can read, you know, this um, cool study with this great infographic from the New York Times. But then like what is the impetus for us to engage with that? And I think, you know, maybe that is being more productive and like reaching out to media outlets and like offering comments or concerns. But I think too, like it's also talking with people that we interact with, like maybe talking with colleagues, talking with friends, talking with family members about what we're seeing and like having that like very active processing, like just don't absorb it and, you know, come to these like ideas in a vacuum. So that being said, are you hopeful, kind of based on how far you've been doing your research of the direction we're going with the influence of media on health or kind of where where are you sitting at right now? I think for only being in my second year of my program, I have to be hopeful. (laughs) Um, It's a long road of of getting this degree and and doing the work that I want to do. So I am squarely in that hopeful corner right now. And I think the way that I will hope to remain hopeful is really like doing this research and then continuing to think strategically about like 
what impact am I looking to have? Like not never losing sight of like what I'm hoping this will inspire. Um, and I think, you know, that's probably true of all research, but just given media and its controversies, like I just have to remain really narrowly focused on that. Maybe a little bit more on the research and PhD student side. Maybe we can talk a little bit about um, if you have any advice for people who would be in a similar position to you, kind of wanting to do some of the more social science policy research in a public health setting. A lot of times you think research and public health and you're going to go straight to like some, you know, scientific study or something, but there's a whole other side to public health. So what advice would you give to students who are interested also in that kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's a it's a great question because I don't know that many people, even at the U, understand that we are really interested in this like interdisciplinary approach to research. Um, and I would say that you know if there are current students who have those uh, research interests, like I think there's a lot of appeal to different professional associations. Like there is the American like American Public Health Association, and like looking at how they structure that organization gives really like keen insights into like oh like they have an eye toward the future of public health, and they're really like motivated by these different types of research. And that's not like conventional public health research. What we what we might think of as like you know doing interventions and evaluating those interventions. Like they're really thinking about like oh you know what is like is there some research we can do around political communication or like social psychology that could inform like this pressing health issue. Um, I think too, there's a lot of momentum in this field of population health. So kind of thinking about public health and some of its limitations are that interventions are kind of narrowly focused at what the government could do. And like, we want to think beyond government and we want to think beyond healthcare, which public health does do, but like thinking beyond healthcare and thinking more broadly about who could be impacted. Um, So I would say like looking toward population health and like what are the research questions that are being asked could really inspire um, some interesting ones of your own. And then um, I think it goes without saying that a PhD experience, like what seems to be really central to student success and like fit in a program is who you are able to identify um, working relationships with. So finding faculty that do cool things and then offering up yourself as free labor initially, hopefully that amounts to something that pays either monetarily or in publications, but um, putting yourself out there and just doing the legwork of finding people who do cool stuff. I think uh, I have never encountered someone when I have approached them saying, like, I want to learn more about your work, who said, like, no, I don't want to talk about my work. Like, people love to talk about themselves. So just um, having those conversations goes a long way. Is there anything else that you'd like to follow up on? Maybe something we touched briefly but didn't really get too in-depth to? You'd like to make clarifications on or any last minute? Um, and if I, I guess if I didn't mention, like, the real expert. Um, and who deserves a lot of credit for having these research um, ideas um, and is here at the University of Sarah Gallis. So if people want to look to publish stuff, she has a lot. So that should be said. Thank you so much, Margaret, for taking the time to speak with us. We hope that providing this student researcher highlight provides our listeners with new or better understandings of the broad range of issues being discussed in public health, especially when issues like this apply so widely to so much of the population. Thanks for listening to this episode of Perspectives. We'd like to extend a big thank you to our featured guests for taking the time to speak with us and share their expertise with our listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to check out the other episodes of this podcast, as well as our journal publications. 
You can find all this and more at our website, z.unn.edu slash pubhealthreview. Thank you again for listening to Perspectives.